Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, where we are all about supporting women over 40 to create and live a fabulous next chapter. You are in a unique generation of women, unlike any before you, with opportunities and longevity that means it's time to intentionally design your fabulous next chapter rather than just live it. That is what the Extraordinary Women magazine and podcast are all about. Let's get started. Recently, I watched an interview with the wonderful chef, Ina Garden. Now, Ina took a 180-degree career change in what we would all call midlife. She went from a White House nuclear energy analyst actually for two different presidents, to purchasing the gourmet food shop on Long Island called the Barefoot Contessa. But how did she end up writing cookbooks and become the amazing success that we all know and love today? Well, that's what we are going to talk about today because Ina has shared the details of her career pivots in several different interviews. I think all of us who are ready for something new, can benefit from Ina's insights. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Extraordinary Women podcast. I'm Sherry Harmel, Editor-in-Chief of the Extraordinary Women magazine, as well as your host for this podcast. The Extraordinary Women magazine is the only international digital and print magazine and podcast with the mission to help women like you design, create, and live a fabulous next chapter. Ina Garten ran her shop, The Barefoot Contessa, for over two decades. She grew this business into something that was super successful, as we all know. She's an amazing businesswoman. But then she sold the shop to two employees and subsequently went home to figure out what to do next. We've all been there, right? Ina said, it is only in the boredom of doing nothing that the idea of what to do next will come to you. And I thought this was so interesting. She said, type A people think they can figure out what they want to do next while they are doing something else. But Ina says, you really can't. You need that space. You need that, as she called it, the boredom of doing nothing. Now, Ina had always loved cooking and entertaining, but she pursued a degree in economics and subsequently then stepped into her first career, uh, if we want to call it that, moving upwards into becoming the nuclear analyst uh, for a couple of different U.S. presidents. But after selling the Barefoot Contessa, Ina and her husband, Jeffrey, who had an amazing career all of himself, jumped into what Ina loved. And that was, for that whole year, lots and lots of entertaining and cooking. Ina and Jeffrey are what I would call a fun couple. I would love to be invited to one of their dinner parties. Ina has shared, though, that she was accustomed to being busy, incredibly busy, and yet she had to hold herself back from jumping into another business. At home, 
feeling a little bored, not knowing what it was going to take to, you know, get the clarity she needed as to what it was she wanted to do next, she decided to write a cookbook while she tried to figure out what that next chapter was going to be all about. Yes, you heard that correctly. Ina Garten started writing cookbooks just to have something to do. She hired her own publisher, her own photographers. In fact, Ina was one of the very first cookbook writers to really value photographs. She did all that because she wanted the book to be her book. So she and Jeffrey took the risk, hired the people, and put all their money into that first cookbook. But how did the cooking show happen? Well, Ina said, I wanted to sell the cookbooks, so I signed up for the television series. (laughs) There's a pattern here. So our first, very first takeaway from Ina Garden is that when we are thinking of pivoting, maybe trying, thinking of trying something new and not sure what it is that we want to do, we need to give ourselves time. Don't rush it. As she says, take your time and don't assume that you can keep doing what you're doing or what you've always done without giving yourself the space to explore possibilities. Now, not everyone has the luxury of not having a job for an entire year. Not everyone could even relax knowing that they have that pressure on them to find and figure out what their next job is or the perfect side hustle, whatever that might be. But what you can do is to set aside time each day, quiet time, just you time, where you let yourself think about what it is that kind of excites you, what your thoughts might be about different ideas, and there might be many of them, and let yourself do the mind maps, let yourself doodle, if that might be whatever it is that you love to do, because that whole kinesthetic process of doodling or mind mapping really helps you to connect to all kinds of ideas. Now, Ina also shared that in several of, I should say she shared in several of her interviews that during the year that she took off, she saw a therapist who specialized in helping people find their passions. (laughs) Now that's a fun area of therapy. Let me tell you, that sounds pretty wonderful. But that therapist asked her, what did you want to do when you were 10 years old? Ina answered that she wanted to be in the kitchen, cooking, entertaining, laying out those table settings. So what was it that you wanted to do or be when you were 10 years old? That's probably around fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. When I think of myself, that age, I was a crazy reader. I was constantly at the library. I also started journaling about that time, and I wrote every day, and I still do. I was also running a good-sized paper route, having decided that I could make a lot more money in a paper route than I could babysitting. In those days, a paper route was like a little business. I loved school. I loved my good friends. I also loved baking, and I made a lot of yummy baked goods. I also loved helping my dad cook dinner. Those were all the things that I loved, and I find it so interesting that those are the same things 
I love doing today. So what about you? What did you love doing when you were 10 years old? You know, let yourself go to that place. Draw or doodle everything that your 10-year-old self loved doing. And you'll find, probably as I did, that as you remember one thing, it will lead to another. And then suddenly you are that little girl again, and therefore the ideas are just flowing. Last, Ina shared the value of trying out all of your ideas. When we are young, we try out everything, don't we? We don't analyze things before we try them out. I never talked to another paper boy when I took that route. I just jumped in. If you were a baker, you made the cookies probably because you maybe saw a little photo in the cookbook. Well, the same applies to a side hustle or something that you're thinking of adding to that you might already be doing. When Ina was asked where she gets her creative ideas, her answer was listening, sharing, collecting ideas, traveling. Her comment was, I collect ideas, likes, and interests of other people no matter where I am. But, and I thought this was really important, you can't sit at home and come up with ideas. You have to go out in the world to try out those ideas. Then Ina said something that I totally connected to, and it relates to trying out our ideas. She said, we often stay on the side of the pond, talking about it with everyone who walks by, but you don't really know what's in the pond, right? Until you jump in it, and then you learn all about the pond because you got in it. What's in the pond? Are there fish? Is there a muddy bottom or a sandy bottom? Are there rocks that you can't see from the surface? Is, is the water cool or cold? Is there a current of some kind? The only way you can learn about the pond is by jumping in it. Well, the same for what you are thinking of creating in your life. And sometimes, <laughs> this is really important, you'll find you don't like being in that pond. Ina shared that initially she thought she could create and market really good frozen dinners. Sounds great, right? But it turned out, she said, to be impossible to crack the grocery store process. So she got out of that pond. Super interesting. She could have spent years thinking about that frozen dinner idea, but because she jumped into the pond, she realized it was a business or a pond that she didn't want to be in and moved on. Now, for me, after my divorce, I thought I could excel and enjoy working as a career coach in higher education. I was a career advisor in the career centers at MIT, at Tufts, and Northeastern University in Boston for almost four years. I loved working with students. I loved doing presentations, running webinars. But the constraints of the hierarchy of higher education drove me insane. It was a pond I had to get out of. Now, Ina gave us another little tidbit of wisdom. She's the businesswoman, remember? And she said, you have to love what you are doing 
but you also have to pay attention to the business side of what it is that you're doing. And she said, if you take care of the business side, then you'll be able to do the fun stuff and enjoy doing what it is that you really love. Being an entrepreneur is hard. Whether you have employees, you know, maybe you have a brick and mortar shop, or you have a team of independent contractors that are scattered around the world, you have to manage those people. And it's one of the hardest aspects of being an entrepreneur. But I've learned myself that unless I wear my CEO hat, I won't have much fun running my magazine. That pond analogy is so interesting because suddenly you can start to see that there are many ponds throughout our lives. They're all over the place, right? Both personally and professionally. But that pond analogy also takes away that whole negative connotation that if you get out of something, you leave that pond, that it's, you know, suddenly not a failure, but actually it was just experimentation, if we want to call it that. And next chapters are sort of like that. So many women know they have to jump into a new pond but they let themselves stay standing on the side of the pond talking about what they want to do, not even dipping a toe into it. Life is one big experiment, in my opinion, just a long series of ponds. We try out so many roles and career paths, and some roles we leave by choice, and some just change because of life circumstances. Kids grow up, so we find ourselves jumping from the pond of being a mom to little kids to the pond of learning how to be a mom to adult kids. We might have been in the married pond for a while, and suddenly we find that we have to jump into the solo woman pond. Same with careers. I've been in more career ponds than I can count. I think some of you can relate. So if you have an idea for a side hustle for your next chapter, I want you to look at it as a pond that you're going to jump into. You're going to set up calls to talk to people who are in that pond, and you're going to get into the business of that idea. What actually is involved? How is my day going to go? Where are the profits? How am I going to find clients or customers? Jumping into that pond will give you the answers that you are seeking. It even works for your personal life. If you want to change your lifestyle to be healthier and more fit, think about it. Jump into the pond of people who are fit, who are already doing it. Find out how they live, what they eat, how they exercise, kind of what's in their heads, what's different from you. And then if that's what you want, and you want to be in that pond, I recommend you jump in. (laughs) Well, ladies, the Extraordinary Women podcast and magazine are all about supporting you. We are a new generation of women who are not going to quietly fade into our next chapters, but instead design a fabulous one. Inside the Extraordinary Women magazine, there are articles on side hustles, travel, style, relationships, as well as the all-important self-care. 
A subscription to the Extraordinary Women magazine is free. So don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Don't say, I'll do that later. Subscribe now. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I so look forward to our next Extraordinary Women podcast. Have a great week, everyone. And I hope to see you soon. Bonjour.